these gatherings are for no other purpose but to keep refreshing and reminding ourselves of the lessons of the Quran and Sunnah of the advices that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam gave and to inspire our hearts with the messages that Allah tabaraka wa taala has given us this is the only purpose this dini nasihat dini advice this is no difference to the rain that comes down from the skies just as the land the ground requires the rain from the skies and from the heavens to keep it alive and when the rain does come then the ground stays alive then it gives forth its vegetation then the flowers grow the grass comes up the animals can graze on that then the animals thrive the trees bear fruit all the various things that insan benefits from but it starts off with the rains that come down from the heavens and if those rains stop then the ground hardens up after a while first it dries up and then it becomes hard and then nothing productive comes out of this land those fruit no more come on the trees those flowers all fall off the leaves all dry up the vegetation is no more coming out of the ground the grass is no more there the ground is bare as a result of which the animals also got nothing to graze on so the animals are also all falling one after the other and there's no more benefit that is coming out of this earth no more benefit that nothing constructive and productive that is coming from this land because the rain stopped so likewise is the land of the heart that is the land of the heart receives the nasihat and the advice of the quran and sunnah of the teachings of the pious predecessors the sahaba ikram the awliya of the ummah then all this serves as rain for the heart for the land of the heart and when this rain continues and from time to time the heart is watered with this rain of the nasihat of deen whether it might be the talim that takes place in our masjid whether it is the talim that we should be having in the home whether it is the talks that take place in our masajid and the good and authentic islamic literature that we would read the talks you might listen to from authentic people then all this serves as rain for that heart for the land of that heart and as long as this rain keeps coming 
and the land continuously needs rain. There isn't a time when that I've had enough and the land says that now there's no more need for any more rain. It can do without rain for a very short period of time but then it needs it again. And if it doesn't rain again then it's already now the negative cycle starts. So likewise there is no time that this heart can get saturated with this nasihat. It keeps requiring it. And as long as this nasihat keeps coming and obviously like that land if the rain is coming but the person has put some kind of structure over the piece of land as a result of which the water just drips and falls over on the side it doesn't fall onto the land directly so then it's going to stay dry as ever because he's blocked the rain from coming onto it it's coming, the rain is coming but he's blocked it off He is not allowing it to come and descend on that piece of land as a result of which that's just going to be as dry as ever and get more harder by the day and become more unproductive so the rain will come but he has to keep that land available to take it also so likewise this nasihat Allah Ta'ala has made innumerable opportunities available for us to keep taking this nasihat so one is the nasihat mashallah is continuously being given from various quarters and and is available in so many times in so many places but then the heart must be open to receive it also and when the heart keeps receiving it then it will become productive and the production of this heart like that land starts producing vegetation it starts producing the fruit, the crops this heart will start producing the crops of akhirat it will start inclining towards salah towards tilawat of the Quran Sharif towards zikr, towards dua towards efforts for deen towards all the productive things, things are productive for akhirat for that which is constructive in a person's deen his life of dunya and akhirat both but if this nasihat stops or the nasihat is coming but the heart got closed the heart is not being left open to receive it then it will bounce off but then the heart will dry up and when the heart dries up then it no more remains productive then it will be inclined to all the negative things like that dry ground it still something sprouts forth from it but what sprouts forth is the very bitter fruit the very thorny plants weeds, you find weeds all over the place so likewise things come out of that heart then but the negative things the weeds of looking at haram of listening to evil of talking all kinds of filth of the heart becomes engrossed in all kinds of evil thoughts deliberately cooking up evil in the heart all this is the sign of the heart having become hardened no more has that life in it so the whole need is to bring this heart alive again so the purpose of these gatherings is nothing but to revive the heart with the repetition of the same thing the rain comes every time it comes same color it comes same texture it comes the same taste tasteless same thing no change in the rain but the rain brings everything that rain creates a whole cycle of goodness so likewise if the heart is open to that nasihat that same ayat of the Quran Sharif the person read one time and he read it the second time and then he read it the hundredth time he read it the thousandth time each time he will fill his heart 
The same hadith sharif of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he heard it once, twice, 50 times, 500 times. But every time he hears it, provided his heart is open for nasihat. His heart is not waiting for entertainment. So he's waiting for entertainment, then he'll be waiting for what's new. Then he'll be looking for what is something exciting. And if I heard the sentence already, so the excitement is gone now. So if the heart is open for nasihat, then the 500th time also he'll hear the same hadith sharif and it will fill his heart up. It will inspire it with life. Because after all it is the words of Rasulullah sallallahu The Quran sharif, the words of Allah ta'ala. So this is the niyat and this is the intention with which we have to listen to any deen nasihat. Whether it is somebody advising us on a one-on-one basis, somebody is giving us some nasihat, whether it is in a gathering, whether it is the talim, the kitab that is being read, all this is part of the same nasihat. And this requires the heart to be open and the heart to be receiving. Then inshallah the heart will fill up and when it fills up with this rain of nasihat, it will come alive. When it comes alive, then the effect of that will become visible in the actions of a person. It will become visible in which direction he moves. What are his inclinations? So in any case, this is the intention, this is the niyat with which we have to always be in any dini gathering and keep refreshing this intention. This is never something that can be just done once and be done with. These things need constant refreshing, renewing. Nevertheless, the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif that was recited, Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal nasu inna wa'adallahi haqq. O you O people, verily the promise of Allah Ta'ala is haqq, it's truth, it's completely 100% true. So, فَلَا تَغُرَّنَّكُمُ الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا Do not let the worldly life deceive you. And don't let وَلَا يَغُرَّنَّكُمْ بِاللَّهِ الْغَرُورِ That that very great deceiver, don't let him deceive you also with regards to Allah Ta'ala. What is this wada and this promise that Allah Ta'ala speaks about, that this promise of Allah Ta'ala is absolutely 100% true? Everything Allah Ta'ala has said is 100% true. But what is being referred to here in this particular ayat, it is that promise that life is certainly going to end, death is coming. No matter who it might be, it might be a king, or it might be a pauper. It might be the most powerful person at that time, who wields a lot of power, and who has all the authority and might apparently. Or it might be somebody who is totally downtrodden, but death are going to come, is going to come to both. That is not going to spare anybody. So that death is a certainty. In everything there is some difference or the other. Somebody or the other got some different view. Some views are obviously completely baseless, batil, they are completely null and void, hold no weight whatsoever. And some are correct. But there's two views, three views, ten views about everything almost. But there's no two views about death. Nobody holds a different view about whether death will come or not. Everybody accepts death is going to come. So now when death is going to come, death is such a certainty. Allah Ta'ala says, don't let this worldly life deceive you. Because this worldly life, the biggest deception it puts a person into is, 
that though he knows in the back of his mind that death is coming, but this worldly life deceives him to think it won't happen to me anytime soon. I still got a very long time to be around. And then though he accepts that it's going to come one day, he lives his life in such a way as if it's not going to come. As if death will not come. Whereas death is that situation, that reality, that strikes without any notice, it comes anytime. So therefore Allah wa ta'ala is giving us this nasihat, this advice. Don't let this worldly life deceive you. The heart, Allah Ta'ala has given us this heart and the heart has this this ability of attaching itself somewhere. And not just ability, it's always looking at attaching itself somewhere or the other. This is the very nature of the heart, it wants to be attached. But the nature of the heart is such that it can't be attached two places at the same time. In equal proportion it cannot happen. The heart will either be attached to Allah Ta'ala or it will be attached to Ghayrullah. If the heart is attached to Ghayrullah, to other than Allah Ta'ala, then it can't get attached to Allah Ta'ala. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the bond that he had with Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an, was beyond what bond any other human being can imagine. That closeness, that unique bond that they shared was such that the sifat and the qualities that Rasulullah possessed, obviously that was at a different level, nobody can reach that level, but the same sifat and qualities were reflected in Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq. This was such a close bond. On one occasion, expressing this bond, Rasulullah said that if I had ever had to make anybody my heart's, uh, making my heart completely attached to anyone, anyone from insan, it had been Abu Bakr. But my heart is already attached to Allah. So that heart now doesn't have space to attach itself to anybody else. But yes, the relationship is there, the friendship is there. That relationship will be with others also. A person will have, and that relationship too will be under the shade of this relationship and this bond with Allah Ta'ala. That the heart is attached to Allah Ta'ala alone. But on the command of Allah Ta'ala, the person will have the relationship that Allah Ta'ala wants him to have with people. The relationship with his parents, what kind of relationship that is necessary, what kind of uh, respect he has to give them, what kind of muhammad should be there, what kind of khidmat they should be there. So the relationship will maintain. The relationship between spouses will be there. The relationship between his children will be there. The relationship between relatives, which Allah Ta'ala has given so much of emphasis to. That in the Quran Sharif, in various places Allah Ta'ala emphasizes this that give the relatives their due rights so that's a relationship and Allah Ta'ala is commanding that relationship to be maintained so these relationships will continue 
But the heart will be attached primarily to one of the two places. Either to Allah Ta'ala or Hayrullah. It cannot happen simultaneously to both. So if the heart gets attached to dunya, that heart can't be attached to Allah Ta'ala. That heart can either be attached to Allah Ta'ala or be attached to dunya. It can't happen both ways. Both ways, that's a, just a fantasy. It won't happen. This is the reality of the heart. And therefore Allah Ta'ala is saying, don't let this worldly life deceive you and get into your heart. Because if this worldly life gets into your heart, you attach your, your heart to this dunya, then you are going to be detached from Allah Ta'ala. Now does it mean that a person has to then forsake dunya? So this doesn't mean he has to forsake dunya. Without this dunya, he won't be able to live this life of dunya. Ma'arum rahmatullah the famous example that he gives, that the example of this dunya is like the water on which the ship has to sail. To get to its destination, that ship cannot sail without the water. But if that water gets into the ship, that same water will become the means of sinking it and destroying it. So it cannot do without it, but it has to keep it outside. As long as it's outside, it'll be fine. But when it gets inside, then it's a major problem, then it'll sink it. So likewise, if that dunya is outside, that dunya is in the hands, it's in the pocket, it's somewhere else, but it's not in the heart, then it's okay. And then inshallah, it'll be a means of good for the person. But when the dunya comes in the heart, Rasulullah says, the love of dunya is the root to every evil, every sin, every vice. If one truly ponders over it, looks deep down, he'll find that the root issue is the love of dunya. Whichever form it is, you'll find the root issue deep down is the love of dunya. Sometimes it's the love of material things, love of amassing the wealth. So now a person starts compromising in so many aspects of deen he compromises in terms of his salah he compromises in terms of halal haram any kind of transaction will do it doesn't matter so what is the underlying issue dunya. if that love of dunya is not there then he will still make an effort for earning his livelihood but he will stay within the limits he won't cross the limits but when the love of dunya comes then there's no limits it doesn't matter what's in front, who's in front. Then he must do whatever he wants to do. It is sometimes his love of material things. Sometimes it's love of name and fame. Sometimes it's that love for position. All this is part of dunya. And when this becomes the situation, then a person keeps distancing himself from Allah Ta'ala. Then he can't be anywhere close to Allah Ta'ala. He keeps getting further and further away from Allah Ta'ala. And as he gets further away from Allah Ta'ala, the more deeper he gets into things that take a person away towards Jahannam. Then all the vices of the heart start setting in, the pride comes in. Because Allah Ta'ala, that person gets closer to Allah Ta'ala who has abdiyat, who has this humility, who has that servitude. Now if he's getting further away from Allah Ta'ala, so this side is light. The other side is darkness. So if you're getting further away, getting closer to the darkness, the humility is on the side of Allah Ta'ala. So when you're getting further away, it's getting to the side of Shaitan. Shaitan was the 
peak of takabur and pride. So to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, he needs that humility. But when he's distancing himself from Allah Ta'ala, he's going towards shaitan, he's going towards pride. And then that haughtiness, that arrogance, that sets in. But all that also stems from the Sambud dunya. So now that haughtiness comes away in, that arrogance comes in, that pride sets in, and then this becomes the root to so many other vices. So this is that message Allah is giving us, that don't allow the dunya to deceive you. Don't allow the things that you see around, that it seems like this is really looking very exciting. One person, there was some problem, so this marriage broke down. Allah protect us and save us, that this is unfortunately becoming such a common issue. So in any case this marriage broke down, so now this person now, whatever the realities are, some people often say it like, that there's always three sides to the story. It is his side, her side, and the true side. So there's always three sides to the story. Allah Ta'ala knows sometimes where the reality lies. So in any case, this unfortunately came to a breakdown of relationship. So now this person is claiming, one of the spouses is claiming, that from a long time I have been a totally broken person. person is claiming this. I've been totally broken. So now everybody else who was around, now this is the other fitna of the time, that everything is on social media. Only his pictures of animal things are haram. But then after that now, displaying oneself, whatever else. So people went on to their social media, which was carrying on this person's social media account from a long time. And they are showing the person, but look at all these things you posted over time. It appeared that there wasn't anybody happier than you. You were promoting yourself or projecting yourself in such a way that everybody else was envious of you. And now you are saying that from a long, long time you have been the most broken person around. They say, well, that was all just the cover. So that is another issue altogether, but that's what dunya is all about. That this outer facade, this outer glossy appearance is more often than not just a complete deception. It's just a deception, it just looks outwardly very exciting, everything seems to be very glamorous, but under the surface it's a very different situation. This dunya, Allah Taala has created this dunya to serve insan, not insan to serve dunya. This is that water on which the ship of insan has to sail, but this water cannot be allowed to come in. Now, outwardly it might seem that others are allowing this water, they taking gulps full, taking whole buckets full, and doesn't seem to be sinking them, that's all just a deception. Apart from that, that's a very, very faulty deduction. It doesn't mean that if somebody else seems to be, so-called seems to be progressing in some way, which Allah Ta'ala has forbidden, then that might be good for us too. Our Rum Rahmatullah who was the, the master of parables and examples, so he, in his Masnavi, he gives one example of one person, one businessman, he had one parrot. The parrot was in his shop, very talkative parrot, and all the customers would come in and 
they would be thrilled by his talk and as a result this actually got the business thriving because people would just come in to pop in to just hear this parrot talk but then they would end up buying something so that was actually a good for business so this was a shop of all kinds of ether and perfumes and bottles and whatever so every night this person used to open the parrot out in the shop and go away home it used to be hopping around so one night while it was left open hopping around and it went and knocked one bottle something expensive was in it that bottle fell that contents all spilt onto the floor and the bottle broke now in the morning this owner came and he opened the shop and he sees this whole mess and he sees this disaster that has happened and all this expensive thing that has all flown away so in that foot of anger he took something and he hit the parrot on his head so now he hit the parrot on his head and the parrot now went quiet completely completely silent and gradually all those feathers on his head also all fell off and it became bald now it's completely quiet this person is now regretting what he did and this is a common story we do something and then after that we regret it but at the time to just stop and pause and think first and think what is going to be the short term effect of this, what's going to be the long term effect of it then decide to do what needs to be done that thinking, that time to think first that is out of our system that tolerance, that forbearance that has already dis- that disappeared from our dictionaries if you open under T then as you go down this ro- scroll T and T-O and, but T-O-L there is no tolerance left that tolerance out of the dictionary Forbearance, you look under F, you won't find the word anymore. If it's there, it's only there as a name. It's there only there as an entry in a dictionary. But in reality, Illa MashaAllah, these are things have become extinct. So then now the person, he does the damage first, and then major damage, and now he's regretting. But now the regret, what is he going to bring back? It's too late. So the issue is to be calm about things. Yes, a person gets upset, he gets provoked sometimes, the anger wells in, whatever else. That is where this whole aspect of reforming that heart comes in. That that heart at that time then will turn to Allah Ta'ala. It will think correctly and be able to then act correctly. So in any case now this person did this in that moment of anger, but now this parrot went totally quiet and he became bald. And now this person is regretting, but what is he going to get out of regretting? And he's trying to coax it into talking and trying to say, but that parrot is not saying one word. The customers are coming also, they all, gradually the customers who are just walking in and out just to hear the parrot, stop coming, there's no need to come here now anymore. We can get whatever we want closer by. So as a result, very, very quickly this whole business started running down already. And this person became very grieved over his action, but what is he going to get out of it? In any case, as the days passed, one day, one person entered the shop. That person happened to be totally bald also. Now when the parrot saw this person entering, that day the parrot spoke. And as soon as he saw him, he spoke. Now we are talking about this, faulty deductions. So the parrot saw him and said, you must have also dropped the bottle of your master. <laughs> because I am bald, because I caught that knock on my head with something, when I dropped that bottle and broke the bottle. So it appears you must have done the same thing also because you are also bald. Now this deduction, it's obvious that the, call it a bird brain, 
that bird brain made that kind of deduction. So likewise, we see the kuffar doing things and we think, well, they seem to be having a grand time. So then we can also do the same. We'll also have a grand time. So this is the same bird brain deduction. That how can that deduction ever be correct? That a person now sees somebody else doing something that must be good for him also. Somebody who has no imam, Allah Ta'ala made this dunya free for them, but akhirat is nothing for them. And the dunya also doesn't bring any peace for them. Because the peace is in nowhere else but in the remembrance and obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Allah bi zikrillahi tatma'innul qulub. It is only in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala to the heart get that sukoon, that peace, that itminan. It's not available anywhere else. Now the person is searching for it here, there and everywhere without deen, without this obedience to Allah Ta'ala, without this remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. And just chasing after fun, excitement, entertainment to try and appease that nafs, that gets nowhere. That heart is crying out for its nourishment. Just like the stomach won't get nourished with anything else but with food. That heart won't get nourished with anything else but the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. So that heart is crying out for that. Now to the extent that that muhabbat of dunya is there, to the extent that the deception of shaitan has taken the person away, so the person is now, that heart is far away from Allah Ta'ala. And to the extent that that heart is far away from Allah Ta'ala, it will get further away from that sukoon, from that peace, and it will be closer to the restlessness. So the whole solution is to come back, to turn the heart towards Allah Ta'ala, to turn the heart towards the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, to talking to Allah Ta'ala in dua, to communicating with Allah Ta'ala in our salah, with the tilawat of the Quran Sharif, by directing our energies, our efforts towards the efforts of deen, to bring deen alive in our own lives, in other lives of others. So then that sukoon and peace will start coming in. But without this, just chasing after dunya, just trying to get the excitement and fun of dunya, then that's just a very big deception. It's just a very big deception. From outside it seems very glamorous, from outside it seems very attractive, but inside there's a very different picture. So this is what Allah wa ta'ala is giving us this message that Don't let this worldly life deceive you. And don't allow this muhabbat of dunya to creep in the heart. This muhabbat of dunya, this creeps in the heart, then everything, that the person now, heart and mind is all the time just in the same thoughts, dunya and dunya and dunya. Then even the salah is dunya, and in the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, if the person is in hajj, is in arafat, then to that dunya will still be ticking. Rasulullah kept on turning the hearts of the Sahaba away from dunya. They had, they used dunya. Once some silken cloth came in booty. Now this was a very rare thing. The Sahaba would very rarely see something like this. So now they are feeling it, they are touching it. This is so fine and so smooth. They would normally be wearing very coarse material. This was something very unique for them. Now they became, became a little impressed with it. But as soon as they started becoming a little impressed, Rasulullah saw this, 
he said to them lamana lamadan lamana deenu min hadha you are getting so impressed with this silken cloth the handkerchief now the handkerchief is used for just wiping out dirt the handkerchief of Saad bin Mu'az radiallahu in Jannat is far greater than this that's the handkerchief what about the garments the handkerchief which is just for wiping out so in Jannat there's nothing really to wipe but meaning the cloth that is not really worth much that is far better than the silken cloth what about the garments what can be imagined about that but immediately the attention was turned away from dunya to akhirat from thinking about and being impressed about dunya to being impressed about akhirat use the dunya, don't get impressed with it use it is fine this came as booty whoever is meant to be given to men are not allowed to wear silken cloth but whoever will get a share of it they'll take it home, give it to their wives, whoever they'll wear it, no problem but don't get impressed with dunya be impressed with akhirat don't let the heart be inclined to dunya do the work of dunya that you have to do earn a halal living whatever Allah Ta'ala has decreed for you, you'll get but let the heart be inclined to akhirat otherwise then this becomes just another rat race and the person before he knows it inna wa'adallahi haqq that promise of Allah Ta'ala is 100% true suddenly the time of that promise has come and now the time has come to leave and to move on and to get to Allah Ta'ala now the time has passed there's no more time left to do anything in dunya so this is the aspect that we require to enliven this heart to enliven this heart by being in the gatherings of deen by the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala by taking this nasihat by engaging ourselves in the efforts of deen all this is part of enlivening this heart being constant on our amal keep suppressing the haram desires crushing the temptation that shaitan whispers into the heart and in this way a person keeps taking one one step forward and then the day comes when this heart gets completely and fully attached to Allah Ta'ala alone. so then that heart now that has become fully attached to Allah Ta'ala alone, that heart takes no effect from dunya this is the whole objective that we attach ourselves totally, totally to Allah wa Ta'ala. We become His. When we become His, Ektu Mera to Sab Mera. Falak Mera Zami Meri. Paul says, Ektu Mera to Sab Mera. Allah, if you are mine, then everything is mine. The heavens are mine, the earth is mine. Ektu Nahi Mera to Koi Shay Nahi Meri. Allah, if you are not mine, then nothing is mine. What we think is mine also, that too is not mine. And then the person now despite being having this iman but now he's become distant from Allah Ta'ala because of that heart being devoid of the love of Allah Ta'ala being so far away from Allah Ta'ala so now everybody else makes that person now a footballer that's what's unfortunately happening to the ummah throughout the world so ever we see what is going on unfortunately the tragedy is that this is the reflection of our amal this is the reflection of what is inside our hearts Otherwise, nobody has the audacity to be able to even raise their eyes at a true mu'min. So this is the aspect that we have to inculcate, we have to bring alive this heart, bring in the muhabbat of Allah wa ta'ala by being in the gatherings of deen, 
by bringing alive this Masihat, this water of Masihat constantly raining down, making an effort for deen, making an effort on our own iman, an effort on the iman of others, reminding one another, for these are all the efforts of deen that take place, the ishtimas that take place, the talim that takes place in our masjid, whatever other efforts of deen take place, the efforts of islah, the efforts of the madaris, the makatib, all these things are directed in the same direction to bring us closer to Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq that we truly become attached to Allah Ta'ala alone and our hearts become free from all the wrong attachments from the attachment to dunya wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alam it is reported in the hadith sharif the person recites la ilaha illallah a hundred times daily Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of qiyamah Obviously this is a sign of success that the person now has succeeded and he has gained Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness and he is now being granted Jannat. Hence this is the honor already on the day of Qiyamah. So this is such a great virtue. What this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation Allah Ta'ala will grant the tawfiq of righteous actions and give us the tawfiq of staying away from sin and this will become the means of this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. So therefore we should try to be very punctual on this make the time for it that daily we sit down at home wherever and recite this tasbih hundred times one tasbih of la ilaha illallah hundred times and inshallah we will also be receiving this great honor on the day of qiyamah when saying la ilaha bring to mind that all this ghayrullah which has become a barrier between us and Allah that all this ghayrullah we have taken and thrown out of our hearts all the evils all the vices all the sin all the haram relationships, whatever else is coming our way, all these ghayrullah we have taken and thrown out of our hearts, and illallah, our hearts are filling up with the love of Allah Ta'ala, by keeping this in mind, inshallah, this will make this zikr more effective. Allah Ta'ala, give us a prophet. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu لا إله إلا الله 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 
Ya Allah, forgive all our PJ's minor sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Ya Allah, show your maghfirat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Show your rahmat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, show your guidance on the ummah, Ya Allah. Guide us in the entire ummah towards your pleasure, Ya Allah. Save us in the entire ummah from those things that displease you, Ya Allah. Save us from all the sins and vices, Ya Allah. Save us from all the haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. We have blatantly disobeyed you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, the ummah is straight from the path that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam showed, Ya Allah. The ummah is straight from his Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. The ummah is straight from Salah, Ya Allah. The ummah is straight from the akhlaq of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The ummah is straight from the mu'amalat and mu'asharat that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught. Ilahul Alameen, we have brought the disgrace upon ourselves, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we are being trampled because of our own actions, Ya Allah. We have been kicked from pillar to post because of what we are doing, Ya Allah. But Ya Allah, you are most merciful, Ya Allah. You are most kind, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, bring us and the entire Ummah back on Hidayat, Ya Allah. Bring us on the Amal of Deen, Ya Allah. Save us from all the sins and vices, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bring the Ummah out of the dancing and vice dance, Ya Allah. Bring the Ummah out of the Ya Allah, gambling dance, Ya Allah. Bring the Ummah out of the zina dance, Ya Allah. Bring the Ummah out of all the places of vice and evil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bring the Ummah out of the haram transactions, Ya Allah. Bring the Ummah out of all the love of dunya, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, bring the Ummah back onto the Ya Allah. Bring the Ummah back onto the path of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, give us a tawfiq of righteousness, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the sin and vice, Ya Allah. Put the hatred of the sin and vice in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us detest sin like we detest filth, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Keep us steadfast on deen, Ya Allah. Grant us istiqamat on deen, Ya Allah. Grant us istiqamat on salah, Ya Allah. Grant us istiqamat on tilawat of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Grant us istiqamat on zikr and dua, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us istiqamat on all the amal of deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the vices, Ya Allah. Grant us istiqamat on staying away from sin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, making sincere tawbah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are in your house, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we gathered for your pleasure, Ya Allah. If as a gathered to Ya Allah, speak and listen to the words of Deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, this too has happened only because of your tawfiq, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. On this occasion, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are sincerely repenting, Ya Allah. We deeply regret what we have done, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all the sins that we committed so blatantly, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the total, Ya Allah, ingratitude that we showed, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we are so ungrateful for all your favors and bounties, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, but today we are repenting, Ya Allah. We deeply regret what we have done, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you accept this Toba, Ya Allah. Accept this Toba, Ya Allah. Accept this Toba, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we firmly resolve not to go back to those sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us istiqamat on this resolve, Ya Allah. Save us from going back to those vices, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whether it is the vices of the external self, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, cleanse us from the sins of the internal self, Ya Allah. Cleanse our hearts out of the pride, the arrogance, the malice, the jealousy. Ilahul Alameen, cleanse our hearts out from the love of dunya, Ya Allah. Full of hearts with your Muhammad, Ya Allah. Attach our hearts to you alone, Ya Allah. Attach our hearts to you alone, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wal amal alladhi yuballighuna hubbak Allahumma jal hubbaka ahabba ilayna min anfusina wa ahlina wa min al-ma'il barid Bilahul alamin ya Allah, all those who are sick of them, shifai kamila, ajila, mustabirra, daima 
Allah remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those are financial difficulties, remove it with Afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, whatever difficulties and problems anybody is experiencing, Ya Allah, you remove it with Afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's life, health, wealth and risk, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant Afiyat to one and all, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who have passed away from our families, Ya Allah, from the entire Ummah, Ya Allah, fill their covers with Noor, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give them the highest stages in the Akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those of our parents who are living, Ya Allah, give Barakat in their lives, Barakat in their health. Ya Allah, grant us a topic of serving them and earning Jannah through service to them, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those of our parents who have passed away, Ilahul Alameen, fill their covers with Noor, Ya Allah. Make their complete Makhirat, Ya Allah. Grant them the highest stages in the Akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Our time is also coming, Ya Allah. Allah, that moment is certainly going to come, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Keep us in a state of readiness for it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, at the time of death, Ya Allah. Let us be in a state that you are pleased with us, Ya Allah. We are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, take us on Iman and Kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on Tawbat and Nasuh, Ya Allah. Allah, make that the happiest moment of our life, Ya Allah. That the moment that we are meeting you in that condition, that you are pleased with us, Ya Allah. Allah, make our covers gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Bilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, all the efforts of deen taking place, Ya Allah, accept it, Ya Allah. Accept the efforts of the Masajid, Ya Allah. Accept the efforts of the Madaris and Makatid, Ya Allah. Accept the efforts of the Khanqas, Ya Allah. Accept the work of Dawud and Tabliq, Ya Allah. Accept the istimas to take place, Ya Allah. Accept the upcoming istima, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Make it a means of the hearts turning to you, Ya Allah. Make it the means of hearts getting free of the love of dunya, Ya Allah. Make it a means of getting safe from all the vices, Ya Allah. Make it a means of deen coming alive throughout the world, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you guide us to your pleasure at all times, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of families, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of communities, Ya Allah. Unite the Ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, unite the Ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, sab ko ek aur nek bana. Allah, sab ko ek aur nek bana. Allah, sab ko ek aur nek bana. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, free our hearts out from all devices and sins, Ya Allah. Allah, you become ours, Ya Allah. Make us yours, Ya Allah. Allah, you become ours and make us yours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who asked us to make dua for them, all those who have raised their hands to this dua, Ya Allah, you don't know of each one's heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's jai's needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Remove each one's anxieties and worries, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill the hearts with itminan and sukoon, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with peace and tranquility, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all the depression, the anxiety and tension, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bless our hearts with that itminan that you have promised, Ya Allah. Allah, bi zikrillahi tatma'innul quloob. Ya Allah, grant us the reality of that zikr, Ya Allah. And through that reality of zikr, grant us that itminan qalb, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam begged for, Ya Allah, we also begging for it, Ya Allah. Whatever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sought refuge from, Ya Allah, grant us protection as well, Ya Allah. اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله